Welcome to today's episode of the Dr. Ward Bond Show. Before we get started, please remember to head over to iTunes after the show and give us a five-star rating and a quick review. I want to thank you ahead of time for making our show great, and I also encourage you to check out my show page at drwardbond.com. Now, on with today's show. Now, today's subject, the focus is all about hypothyroidism, and many of you deal with that condition right now. Now, how many of you are dealing with hypothyroidism and you're on medication? How many of you feel the medication isn't working for you? Did the doctor promise you that you would lose the weight uh, would do, and get your energy back? But are you feeling a little bit misled? Well, let me tell you why you are not feeling great, you're not alone with this problem, and why your thyroid medications aren't working. I'm going to discuss hypothyroidism as well as the autoimmune version called Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and let's just cover some of the common warning signs and symptoms that people deal with hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. Fatigue, that's always number one. People just have no energy. Sometimes you have the feeling of depression and you can't really put your finger on it. Maybe you have increased anxiety. Weight gain, that's a big one for a lot of people with uh, low thyroid function. For women, could be infertility. Uh, here's a very common symptom, cold hands and cold feet. Constipation, bloating, uh, muscle aches and tenderness. So many people start taking pain medications for pain that's actually caused by low-functioning thyroid, and now they're taking a lot of things that are causing liver toxicity, which I want to cover here in a moment because the liver plays a huge role in getting your thyroid back on track. Maybe you have a swollen face, uh, puffy eyes in the morning. Maybe uh, your belly sticks out a little bit more than it should, possibly caused by the bloating. Uh, stiffness, swelling in the joints, not necessarily pain, but you just feel like things aren't mobile as they should be. Hair loss, changes in your hair texture, uh, maybe your hair is thinning, uh, rough, cracked, dry skin. That's another common sign of hypothyroidism. Uh, trouble breathing for some, uh, frequent urination, uh, excessive thirst. If you have that type of symptom, please see your doctor to make sure that you're not showing signs of diabetes. Also, ladies, uh, changes in your menstrual cycle, uh, maybe the absent or irregular periods or, again, problems with infertility. These things need to be checked out. And when it comes to hypothyroidism or trying to find out, do you have this problem? Then you need to go to the doctor. You need to ask for a TSH test, a T4 count, and a T3 count. A lot of doctors don't do the T3 count. It's another extra hundred bucks, but it's worth it because you can't find out if one plus one equals two if you're not getting all of the information. And this way you're going to find out is your TSH functioning. Your TSH stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. Then there's T4, uh, which is the thyroid hormone thyroxin produced by our thyroid gland. I'm going to explain that in a minute. And then T3, which is the most, which is, which is the most uh, potent form. Now, I want to add to this hypothyroidism Hashimoto's disease. Now, why would we talk about another offshoot of hypothyroidism? Well, would, believe it or not, Hashimoto's disease affects 14 million people here in the United States. And making it the most common form of thyroiditis, but also the most 
common thyroid disorder in America. Now, Hashimoto's thyroiditis is an autoimmune disorder. The term thyroiditis means inflammation of the thyroid. That means if you have an autoimmune condition, such as this case, your immune system is actually attacking your thyroid gland instead of protecting your body. So it's become overactive and now it's focused on your thyroid. Now Hashimoto's, oh my gosh, it is poorly treated by doctors in the US as medication will not just force the thyroid to function properly as we have to focus on the immune system. Now when I get to the remedy section of today's program here in the next few minutes, uh, there will be additions to the regimen I'm gonna recommend to you for Hashimoto. So I'm going to save those elements towards the end, but all of the other nutrients can be used for generalized uh, hypothyroidism as well as Hashimoto's disease. Now get this, how common is hypothyroidism? Seven out of 10 women show signs of hypothyroidism. Seven out of 10. Now what about men? Five out of 10 men show signs of hypothyroidism. This is a silent epidemic here in America. And why is that? Well, there's a lot of finger pointing that uh, needs to go on right now. The number one cause is all of the foreign estrogens in the food supply. From pesticides, which I explained yesterday, are can be estrogen-based. They end up in our fruits and our vegetables. They can end up in a lot of uh, steroids and hormones that they feed uh, all of the animals, just, such as the cattle, possibly chickens and pork. We get a lot of that residue into our body. And what it does is estrogen slows down the thyroid gland. Ladies, if you're watching right now and you're listening to this and you're over the age of 50, how many of you have gone on hormonal replacement therapy? And a lot of that hormone content could be estrogen. Well, estrogen will slow down the thyroid. Now, so if you're over the age of 50, how many of you were not diagnosed with hypothyroidism until you were over the age of 50? You need to look at your hormone regimen because a lot of times the hormones will cause low thyroid function. But how do you reverse that? Well, look into using progesterone cream because progesterone improves thyroid function, improves metabolism, prevents weight gain, helps improve your energy. Estrogen does the opposite. It dumbs everything down. Sure, women need estrogen, but it needs to be in check. It needs to function where it needs to function and not wreak havoc on the rest of the endocrine system, which happens with hormonal replacement therapy. You may want to look into a simple herb like maca. Maca root is fantastic for women to improve overall hormonal health. Uh, I will say this. If you're a woman between the age of 40, 41, your hormonal production is going to shift from your ovaries to your adrenal, start to convert to the adrenal gland. So the adrenal glands will now start taking over your hormonal production. So by taking maca root, maca actually helps to strengthen the, uh, the adrenal glands, but maca doesn't contain hormones. Maca contains plant alkaloids that help to fill in the blanks. If you're low estrogen, it works with the estrogen. If you're low progesterone, works with the progesterone. If you're a little bit low on the testosterone side, it works with the testosterone. So it helps to fill in the blank. And most women that I recommend maca root for, they will actually increase their energy in a week's time and actually start feeling better. Get rid of the hot flashes 
things of that sort when it comes to hormones. But today's show is not about hormones, but hormones play a, a big role if you have a thyroid problem. So there's a little lesson on thyroid health today. But let's talk about the thyroid. What can we do to improve hypo, hypothyroidism? Well, millions of Americans are taking thyroid medications on a daily basis, but you're still not feeling well. Now, when our thyroid gland is functioning correctly, we feel energetic, our metabolism is working properly, and our body temperature is normal. Now, if your body temperature is lower than 98.6 and registers between 97.1 to 97.5 for three days in a row, you most likely have hypothyroidism. So how do you test that? In the morning, before you go to bed, put a thermometer on your nightstand. When you wake up the next morning, don't rise up. Just lay there. Just reach over and grab the thermometer and put it under your arm and hold it there for about five minutes to let the uh, thermometer uh, get a correct reading. Do that three days in a row. If you fall between at 97.1 and at 97.5, well, then what's happening is you know you most likely have hypothyroidism. Then go to the doctor, get all of the blood work done to verify that. And also at the same time, find out is it just common hypothyroidism or is it Hashimoto's thyroiditis? Now, if you have Hashimoto's or diagnosed with Hashimoto's, don't freak out. There's things that you can do. You're not going to die. There's just things that we need to do to correct the function of your immune system, which I'll talk about here in a moment. Now, for the thyroid gland, you need to know exactly how the thyroid works so you understand how nutrients nutrients and nutrition will benefit you to reverse this horrible process that you've been going through. So a normal healthy thyroid will produce about 94% inactive T4, that's thyroxin. Then about 6% of the active T3, which is the more potent form of the hormone. But the inactive T4 will convert to the more potent T3 in the liver. Not in your thyroid, which is located right here, but in your liver. So here lies the problem. A mystery that every doctor I know either doesn't know this fact, I don't know why they went to medical school, medical school for 12 years, or completely ignores it when he or she treats you. So if you're taking thyroid medications such as Synthroid, Levoxyl, Levothyroxine, they only contain synthetic T4. So this hormone must be converted to the more potent T3 so you can benefit from the medication. But millions of people across this country do not make this conversion, leading the doctors to increase the dosage. And then, and think about this, one cannot force the medicine to work. The medicine's either going to do it, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. But there's, the, but the human body, everything in our body is connected to one thing or another. If one thing is off, other areas can be off. Same way here. We have to focus on the liver. So the human body must have nutrients present to make the conversion naturally, mainly the iodine and the selenium, two minerals that are the big focus here. And I'm going to cover those here in the next few minutes. So if you have liver dysfunction, you must correct this problem so your, medi your thyroid medication can work properly. Now, those can be if you're diabetic, maybe you have high cholesterol, you have cirrhosis of the liver, any type of associated liver disease. Uh, also, too, if you're on hormonal replacement therapy, those hormones will circulate in the liver 
until you're able to detoxify the liver and get those out. So ladies, focus back on you. If you have liver congestion, you've been on hormonal replacement therapy, you got to get all those old stagnant hormones, that old stagnant blood out of the liver. Uh, milk thistle, uh, berpleurum uh, is an herb that's fantastic for the liver. I usually recommend those two for women that have endometriosis. You got to get rid of all that junk out of the liver so that way uh, you're not having this leftover residue going back into the body, wrecking, having, and causing an imbalance. This is very important. Okay. So if you have a liver disease, talk to a health practitioner, see what you can do there. But also you need to look at detoxification and cleaning that up. Milk thistle is one of the best. Again, ladies, adding berpleurum, the berpleurum root works very well in that area as well. Now, this is extremely important. Now, without a healthy liver, the thyroid medicine you are now taking, Synthroid, Levoxyl, Levothyroxine, Maybe even armor will not even work if you're taking armor. Or maybe you're taking Nature Bio or, or Westwood or any of those types of natural forms, which I prefer people take because they contain a T4 and a T3. Uh, would you, be, I mean, believe it or not, uh, Synthroid technically wasn't approved by the FDA to years after it had been in use. But armor, the armor thyroid, the, the natural form has been FDA approved for, for many, many years. And all the doctors just want to poo-poo it and say, oh, that doesn't work for it. Uh, the batches are inconsistent. Really? Uh, let me just step on my soapbox here at the moment, too. The FDA cannot approve any drug for consumer use until every single manufactured batch, one after the other, stays consistent. So for all of you doctors out there who think that Armor is a waste of time. Screw you, because here's the deal. Armor works for a lot of people, and it's been FDA approved, so it follows all the guidelines. So all of you, I tend to I think you're just taking money in your back pocket to push all those other synthetic T4s, but off my soapbox. I'm trying to heal you with the hypothyroidism. So here's the deal. Let's step back in history and time and find out why do we have this epidemic of hypothyroidism? First of all, Let's blame the bread companies first, okay? They tricked your thyroid. Up until the 1970s, bread companies fortified all their products with iodine. As a nation, we didn't have thyroid issues. So since that time, the bread companies have stopped using iodine in their bread recipes. And instead, of, instead, they replaced it with bromide, this chemical. So bromide fills in the receptor sites in the thyroid gland that's actually meant for iodine to be there. You have to have iodine to produce healthy T4. So the bromide causes the present iodine to leave your thyroid and reduces thyroid function. You want to hear something really scary? All of the synthetic thyroid medication that people take today, and I'm talking millions of people across this country, synthetic thyroid medication causes iodine to leave your thyroid. Now your thyroid is completely naked. It has nothing there. It's receiving bromide. It's also receiving two other chemicals at the same time because you're no longer having that protective effect in a way. Chlorine, chloride, chlorinated water. People who drink that tap water, you're getting chlorine and chloride in, in that. That blocks thyroid function. Fluoride in our water supply. You know, fluoride is actually a byproduct. And I'm not talking about fly, fly, uh, fluoride the mineral for our teeth. I'm talking about fluoride, the chemical they put in our water supply, which is a byproduct of the aluminum industry. 
Who thought of that crap? Seriously, it makes no sense at all. But it's dangerous, which is why you need to find another water supply or get you a great water filter on your home. Filter the water out that you're going to drink or switch over to bottled water or something. But all three, bromide, chloride, fluoride, causes iodine to leave your thyroid on a daily basis and now you're thrown into hypothyroidism maybe you're thrown into Hashimoto's disease this is why we need to have iodine even if you're taking thyroid medication you have to take iodine to prevent an imbalance ladies back to you again why is iodine so important for you because taking iodine on a every single day reduces your risk for breast cancer did you know that iodine is also linked that if a woman in childbearing years has low iodine levels, she's at risk for miscarriage. Need to find out what your iodine levels are. If you're having a problem with infertility, if you're having a problem getting pregnant, if you're having a problem staying pregnant, need to check out those iodine levels. Just enough iodine every single day will help to ward off those problems. Did you know, ladies, that there are iodine receptors in breast tissue this is why if if your diet is so poor and you're and you're getting bromide and chloride and fluoride in in your diet and iodine is leaving you're not having that protective effect for your breast tissue and through the whole endocrine system we need iodine every single day guys we need it just as much as the women do because iodine's that important in our diet so the thing is this if you have increased levels of bromide, chloride, and fluoride, you could also form nodules. How many of you went to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, you've got a couple of nodules. Some of you may have had to have them removed. Nodules disrupt thyroid function. Nodules have formed because of the pesticides in our food supply, because of these chemicals I keep talking about the iodine leaving and not coming back we're not supplementing with iodine you're on thyroid medication you're losing iodine so now your thyroid is completely open for abnormal tissue to form and in this case nodules so we have to put the iodine back i know people who started going on an iodine regimen for thyroid health and their nodules went away their thyroid function returned back to normal. But I'm going to give you a complete program today that I would like for you to, to try and follow. You can find it on my website at Dr. Ward Bond and check that out. Okay, so what do we do naturally? Now it's time we've got to figure out what we're going to do to feel better. And some of you are not going to like the first one. You've got to clean up the diet. you got to get rid of all of the junk. Stop eating bread. If you're going to eat bread, make sure that bread is completely organic and Personally, from what I would suggest is go gluten-free for a while and in a way, ditch the bread. And you need to supplement with iodine. But I want to go through those lists here in a few minutes. Clean up your diet. Avoid refined sugars. Ref uh, avoid all the bad fats. Uh, avoid commercialized white flour products. And focus on eating healthy fruits, vegetables, sea vegetables, you know, seaweed. Check it out. I mean, if some of you like... Chinese and Chinese food, Japanese food. Look up some recipes to use seaweed because you can get iodine from that. Uh, nori, bladderwrack, a lot of those seaweeds are very good for the body. Nuts and seeds. Nuts and seeds are very healthy to the body because you're getting healthy fats, but you're also getting a lot of minerals, trace minerals that we need, especially selenium. You're going to find uh, selenium in a lot of the uh, seeds out there. Okay, 
You want to look at uh, foods that contain vital uh, vitamins, the minerals for optimal thyroid function, and also promoting liver function. Get on the milk thistle extract every single day. Get that liver clean. If your liver is full of fat, look at using sunflower lecithin. This helps to break down cholesterol, break down uh, fat deposits in the liver. And then the milk thistle works with the bile, producing bile to, to flush that out of your body. So you need to do that. Also, eat high foods, uh, eat foods high in fiber because fiber helps to improve your overall health, controls blood sugar, helps to remove toxins, uh, can reduce appetite. So fire, and and not only that, eat apples, like I explained yesterday, the pectin in an apple acts as a broom to the artery. So there's all sorts of fiber, but we need to increase that fiber uh, for overall health. So keep that in mind. Okay. Now I discussed a variety of healthy diets on yesterday's show. So you want to watch yesterday's show. Again, go to youtube.com slash Dr. Ward Bond and watch yesterday's program. It says which diet is best for you. Look at, watch that video. And I pretty much bet that for a lot of people with hypothyroidism, you want to look at flexitarian and pescan diet. Seems to be well-rounded. If you need to lose weight, you'll be able to lose weight with those diets as well. But everything's there to help. Uh, improve your overall health, and not only that, uh, the diets are those two diets are probably the easiest diets to follow than all the rest. Okay, there is one food that is absolutely dangerous for thyroid health, and that is soy, soy milk, tofu, soy nuts, anything derived from soy except for the fermented soy. So if you you can eat miso soup, natto kinase, which is Uh, a form from soy that helps to lower cholesterol, uh, or tempeh. But if you go into the store drinking soy milk, tofu, soy nuts, soy beans, these things are a huge problem. You can't do this because it will slow your thyroid down. It may not slow your thyroid down the first day you do it, but soy slows the thyroid down with an accumulative effect. You wake up six months later thinking, you know, I'm doing everything everything right. I'm, I'm eating healthy, but I have no fatigue. Why am I gaining weight? Why am I getting cold hands, cold feet all of a sudden? Why do my hormones feel like they're off? Soy is a major culprit in all of that. And it's a poison. Seriously, it's a poison. We don't eat poison ivy, so I wouldn't be eating soy either. I mean, I have been, I mean, I've had a bunch of haters and trolls on the whole soy thing, but I can tell you this. Explain to me. Why one of the biggest alternative milk companies on the planet made all their money selling soy milk. Then all the press comes out on soy and the next thing they add to their line is almond milk to save their bottom line. Because they know soy is not completely healthy. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you this. Never, ever, ever use soy baby formula and don't give soy formula to babies. It's a phytoestrogen. We don't give hormones to babies. You let your baby grow up on a healthy diet and soy is not in that healthy diet. You know, let them go through puberty on their own. Don't be injecting them with hormones. And a lot of people do not realize this. You know, a lot of people just went to soy baby formula because either they couldn't breastfeed or wouldn't breastfeed or maybe the original uh, formula that they used, well, their their, their baby kept spitting it up. But there is a lot of different types of organic, homemade, 
recipes for baby formula. So please look into that. The children are our future. Seriously, not a joke. We want a healthy generation uh, coming up, and it starts with their first foods. And please, if you can breastfeed, please breastfeed. Do that, okay? All right, the nutrients for hypothyroidism, and then I will give you a couple of the nutrients to add to that if you have Hashimoto's disease. Here are some of the key nutrients that will improve the health of your thyroid. So please remember, you didn't get in this state overnight, and you're not going to correct it overnight, but give yourself 30 to 180 days. Now you're thinking, well, that's a month up to six months because some of you have been dealing with hypothyroidism for the last 20, 25 years. But for some of you, you're going to feel a change. And a lot of you, everyone should start feeling a difference within 30 days. I've talked to a lot of people who can tell a difference within seven to 10 days by just doing a simple program. Okay, first off, iodine. Iodine is number one. Required for the production of thyroid hormones, it's the component for T4 and T3 hormones, so it is essential for normal thyroid function. Dose per day should be 25 to 50 milligrams per day. Uh, Japanese women usually uh, fall into that range. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of hypothyroidism in Japan unless they're eating a lot of processed food. So uh, thanks McDonald's for invading Japan. So now we know what's going to happen there. So when we Americanized or what we call the standard American diet, SAD, SAD, there's, it's SAD for a reason because it sucks. Okay, it's poor nutrition, doesn't do us any good, and it just it's disease causing. So in this case, we want to increase iodine levels. 25 to 50 milligrams per day is recommended. You can find a lot of uh, not, uh, very good iodine products on the market. Read the labels. Make sure there's three forms of iodine. The, the human body uses three forms of iodine, so we want to have a complete iodine supplementation on a daily basis. If you have Hashimoto's disease, start taking just a 12.5 milligram capsule of iodine per day and slowly work your way up. Next mineral, selenium. This is vital. This is an anti-cancer mineral. Selenium is required for thyroid hormone production, activation, and metabolism. It's essential, ladies and gentlemen, for the conversion of T4 to T3. If you're not taking selenium and you're on thyroid medication and your liver is very low levels of selenium, you're not going to make that conversion that you need to take uh, or you need to make every single day. So, Selenium is vital, 200 to 400 micrograms per day, 200 in the morning, 200 in the evening would be highly recommended if you've never taken selenium before. It's a trace mineral. It interferes with no medication whatsoever. It's found in nuts and seeds. I told you to eat a bunch of seeds. Okay, next, zinc, a major mineral. This is a major mineral found for our immune system, for our skin, for our hair. This is it also involves the conversion of taking the inactive T4 and, and, make, and converting it into the active T3. Use a zinc picolinate. Uh, I like that form best, uh, 30 to 60 milligrams per day. Uh, take it with food. If you take a chelated zinc, please take it with food. You can't take a chelated zinc on an empty stomach. It'll cause nausea for about 30 minutes. You just, you'll seriously, you feel like you're going to throw up. So always take zinc. But if you take zinc picolinate, you will not have that problem of the nausea. B vitamins. Take a B complex or take a multivitamin with it with a minimum of 25 milligrams of the B vitamins. Also, B2. 
Vitamin B2, which is great for the eyes, uh, maybe uh, great for eye strain. B2 is also needed for the metabolism and uh, thyroid function. Uh, B6, this regulates production of thyroid hormones. Also acts as a great diuretic for some. Always take B6 uh, at bedtime. B6 actually increases the dream state, helps you get into that REM sleep, that rapid eye movement that we call it. You want to be in that deep sleep. That's where regeneration of the human body happens, and B6 can help with that. Some people say they don't like to dream, but dreaming is healthy. Uh, vitamin B6 is also used to utilize iodine. Um, and it's actually required for the production of our hormones. So usually 50 to 100 milligrams of B6 per day. Uh, herbs. Uh, this one's a great one. I love this herb. Coleus forsculi. This is found in Ayurvedic medicine. Uh, Coleus forsculi comes from India. This is found in the mint family. But it contains active compounds called forsculin, which has been shown to mimic the effects of TSH, thyroid-stimulating hormone with regard to the iodine uptake. So this is a great herb also if you're dealing with glaucoma. Lowers the ocular pressure in the eye. Uh, I've had a lot of people uh, tell me that coleus works so well for glaucoma, but in this case also works very well for hypothyroidism. The next herb, myrrh. Remember in the biblical days, they, they gave Jesus frankincense and myrrh. Myrrh actually quadruples white blood cell count, so it's great for the immune system. Uh, but if you have Hashimoto's, you may want to not do the myrrh. But, they, but there's a component in myrrh called Google steroids. And this has been shown to support the concentration of the thyroid hormones in the blood, and especially the ratio between the active T3 to T4 in the blood. So we want to keep that in mind as well. Now, if you're dealing with Hashimoto's, there's two things I want to recommend for you. One is an herb called Androgravis. Androgravis comes from Malaysia. Uh, you can find, if you go to uh, one of my sponsors, herbalultra.com, they have a product called Paractin. And why you want to use Paractin or Androgravis for Hashimoto's is because it normalizes the function of your immune system. So by normalizing the function of your immune system, then you're basically, uh, I'm not going to say completely healing from the Hashimoto's, but, but by acting, by having your immune system to become normal, it's no longer wrecking havoc on your thyroid gland. So, and you can take Androgravis. You can take Paractin every single day. It, it's a great pain reliever, uh, great for your immune system. And if you're dealing with things like uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, Paractin works very, very well for that. But in this case, use it for Hashimoto's disease. Follow the directions on the label. I believe it's probably one to two capsules, uh, two to three times a day. So definitely follow the label there. Uh, and the, one, another herb for Hashimoto's, as well as regular hypothyroidism, is ashwagandha. This is another Ayurvedic herb. Some people used to call it Indian ginseng, but ashwagandha has become extremely popular here in America. You can find uh, standardized extract capsules on the market. Uh, you can find uh, liquid tinctures as well. This actually helps to reduce thyroid and adrenal issues by boosting your ability to cope with stress and balances hormones. Medical research shows that ashwagandha also helps balance the thyroid hormone T4, which is, of course, critical in overcoming hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's disease. And if you have Hashimoto's disease, again, watch my show from yesterday about which 
diet is best for you. You want to go gluten-free. You want to focus on fresh fruits and vegetables, foods that have enzymes in those. Probably, most likely, the flexitarian and the pescan diets will be the best ones for you if you have Hashimoto's because they're easier to follow. Uh, you can buy all the foods at the grocery store. Uh, you, you need to get the cookbook called Peskin, a feel good cookbook, uh, excuse me, a feel good cookbook, uh, from my friend, uh, celebrity chef, Jacqueline King. Uh, it's a fantastic book, even teaches you how to cook. If you don't know how to cook, this is the book to get. But for those of you with Hashimoto's disease, look at the flexitarian or the Peskin diet. I believe those will be the best for you. Now, if you want more information on hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, go to my website at drwardbond.com. So that is our show today. I hope you enjoyed the discussion on hypothyroidism, understanding more what it is, why we have it, why your medication is not working. Now, again, when you are taking all of those nutrients, the, putting the iodine back in, you're taking the selenium, your you may find that your thyroid gland starts to improve. When your thyroid gland starts improving, you start feeling better. Go to the doctor. Have them recheck your thyroid function because a lot of doctors will start reducing your medication. The whole point of this is to reduce your medication but still maintain energy, maintain good metabolism, just feeling better. A lot of people will notice something as simple as cold hands and cold feet going away. I've heard so I've had so many stories uh, testimony sent to me about this simple program and how many people are feeling like a million bucks again and they're able to go out to do exactly what they've always desired to do. So I'd like to thank you for listening to today's show. For more episodes or to stay up to date with all of our show content, remember to subscribe. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help spread the word about the program. For even more information and free content, visit my show page at drwardbond.com. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Ward Bond Show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right.